Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. Recently I was researching the inflation rate of college tuition and how typically it grows anywhere from 6 to 8% per year. Now as if tuition for a college or university wasn't high enough already, assuming it keeps growing at the same pace, all my friends and family members raising young kids are going to be absolutely mind blown when they see the price of tuition 10, 15, 18 years in the future. So in this episode we're going to talk about the Coverdell ESA College Savings Plan and some of the pros and cons that go with it. The next few episodes I'll be doing will be all about college savings plans, so stay tuned to figure out which ones are the best options for you and your situation. Let's get into it. For starters, what is a Coverdale ESA? Well, the ESA in Coverdale ESA stands for Educational Savings Account. So a Coverdale Education Savings Account is exactly that. It is a college savings account that is designed to grow tax-free and you're allowed to take your money tax-free as long as it's for qualified educational expenses. If you decide to take your money for something other than a qualified educational expense, you will have to pay taxes on your growth and you will have to pay a penalty for not using it towards your educational expenses. One of the major rules when it comes to Coverdales is that they have to be opened prior to the beneficiary turning 18 and the money has to be taken prior to the beneficiary turning 30. Another key thing about a Coverdale is that anyone and everyone is allowed to contribute to the beneficiary's Coverdale account. So if you set up a Coverdale account for your child, you, your cousin, your brother, your sister, your aunt, uncle, grandma, grandma, anyone in the world can help contribute to this account. But the downside is they can only contribute up to a total of $2,000 in a single year. And that's not per person contributing, that is per beneficiary. Now when it comes to the Coverdale ESA, there are some income limits to who can open up an account and who can contribute to the account. As an example, any individual making more than $110,000 a year or any married couple filing jointly making more than $220,000 a year is not allowed to open or contribute to this account. So remember, you have to make less than those amounts. You have to make less than $110,000 as an individual or less than $220,000 as a married couple filing jointly in order to open up and contribute to a Coverdale ESA account. Now, unlike other college saving programs out there, the Coverdale does affect your financial aid when it comes to college. So if there's not enough money in there, just know that you will be less qualified for money because the income in a Coverdale account counts as income earned for the child. So when they're filling out the FAFSA or any other kind of financial aid, the banks and lenders out there are going to look at your child's financials and see that there's money in there and offer them a lesser amount for financial aid. And as mentioned earlier, Anytime this money is used for something other than a qualified educational expenses, you're going to have to pay taxes and penalties on this. Now you might be asking to yourself, well, what is a qualified educational expense? And I'll put it up on the screen, but a qualified educational expense is any one of these. It is tuition and fees, books and supplies, computer and internet, room and board, special needs equipment, and student loans. I should note here that college health plans as well as transportation costs, whether it's a bus pass, buying a car, or gas for said car, none of those count as qualified educational expenses. Only things exactly meant for the learning experience, not to get to and from or any extracurricular things involved with the school. Now there's also some rules when it comes to each of these qualified expenses. The first one when it comes to the fees and tuitions, there's actually a $10,000 annual limit when it comes to using the Coverdale ESA for K through 12 education, tuition, and fees expenses. But when it comes to college, there is no limit. Now when it comes to special needs equipment, books and supplies, as well as computer and internet, 
These are considered qualified educational expenses only to college students and not K through 12 students. As well as the rule for using this towards room and board is only a qualified educational expense if the student is enrolled in school at least half of the time. Now, in my opinion, the Coverdale ESA is not the best solution for college savings out there, especially when it comes to your average everyday family member. There is just a lot of cons and really only one pro. As mentioned earlier, there's a $2,000 annual limit, which is actually very low considering other college savings programs out there have much higher limits if no limits at all. Another big downside is that there's also income limits. So if you are a very high income earner making more than $110,000 as an individual, then you can't contribute or even open up one of these Coverdale accounts. And it might just be my opinion, but if I'm a very high income earner and I want to save some of that income in a tax advantaged vehicle for my child, then I should be allowed to do that. And by far, probably the biggest downside of a Coverdale ESA is that it negatively affects your financial aid documents. So if you don't have enough to cover the complete tuition of college and you want to apply for financial aid, you're going to take a hit as opposed to someone that had pretty much any other college savings plan. So because of these three or four really big cons, there's some hoops that we have to jump through to make this even worthwhile at all. And honestly, in all my research and all my experience, there's really only one big pro when it comes to the Coverdale ESA. When it comes to the Coverdale ESA, you can self-direct it and choose the investments that it goes into. So if you're very well versed in the stock market and maybe you're the next Warren Buffett, you can take that $2,000 annual limit and turn it into a massive gains if you know what you're doing. But due to the fact that a lot of people don't know what they're doing and don't have that level of experience when it comes to investing, chances are they're better off just investing in a 529 or a different college savings plan just so they could put more money in there and have it grow at a slower pace. Now I'm sure to most of you that this particular pro with the Coverdale ESA isn't that big of a deal to you. But in reality, being able to choose your own investments and being able to self-direct your investments is a huge plus when it comes to investing, whether it's for retirement or college savings. Being able to self-direct and take the advice of private investment advisors can go a lot further than relying on some company to create a portfolio for you and then you just pick the portfolio you want to invest in. Another decent pro is the tax-free growth that comes with the Coverdale. Now, other college savings accounts have tax-deferred growth. As an example, the 529 plan grows tax-deferred. But unlike a traditional IRA or anything else that grows tax-deferred, where you have write-offs throughout the year, a 529 plan depends on the state you live in and the state that you open your 529 plan up. This video is not about 529 plans, but just know that the tax benefits of a 529 plan, if you live in a state like California, really doesn't help you all that much. So having the tax-free growth of a Coverdale, in comparison, if you live in California, is considered to be a pretty big pro. But don't worry if you're confused at how the taxes work or the penalties work or other college savings accounts, don't worry about any of that stuff because in my next upcoming videos, I'll go in deeper on all the different kinds of ways you can help your kid save money for college. But in the meantime, if you got value from this video, please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps the YouTube algorithm get this channel out there and get this channel to grow so that we could help educate more people on the importance of finance. Until our next video, have a good one.